I am Larry Nissen, Chair of the IOMS Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to this segment of the IOMS Foundation podcast, celebrating the Foundation's 25th anniversary. This section will highlight the ICOMS Travel Scholarship Program. These scholarships are sponsored by the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons and the Canadian Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons, and provided for three trainees, two from America, one from Canada, to travel and participate in the networking meeting of the International Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons, the biannual International Conference on Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery. These awards began in 2019, and the three awardees traveled to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, to join with the over 2,000 delegates attending that conference. We are fortunate to have the three inaugural ICOMS travel scholars with us during this session, and Ms. Mary Allaire Schnitzer, Associate Executive Director for Advanced Education and Professional Affairs of the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons, who facilitated the selection of the two scholars from America. Hosting this session, we're honored to have Dr. Ed Dore of the Canadian Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons and local organizing chair for the 2023 ICOMS to be held in Vancouver, Canada. Thank all of you for joining us. Dr. Dore. Thank you very much, Dr. Nissan. And I'd like to thank the International Association and the Foundation for honoring me with being the moderator of this podcast. The historic times that we're living in and the fact that we have our, our three scholars here is, is really amazing. So I'd like to introduce the scholars now. First of all, I'll start with Mary. I'm sure she's a scholar, but Mary Alaire Snitzer has been with the American Association for about 20 years. She had her college degree at St. Norbert College. In 2019, she was honored with an honorary fellowship award at the American Association meeting in Boston. And I was there and it was pretty amazing. And it was for 21 years of positive impact on the specialty. And so Mary, thank you. It's great having you here today. And Please feel free to enter into the conversation anytime you wish, all right? Thank you so much. I'm really um, pleased to be here and honored to be um, included in this podcast. So thank you so much. So we have Dr. Matthew Green. Matt got his undergraduate at University of Connecticut, then went on for his Doctor of Dental Medicine at Boston University. And at that time, he was the New England Regional Representative for the American Association for Dental Research, the National Student Research Group. So that's quite amazing, Matt, and uh, quite an honor for you to do that. And then he went on to... Nassau University Medical Center, complete his oral and maxillofacial surgery, and now practices in Stewart, Florida, which I think is a lot warmer than Burlington, Ontario right now. Ryan Cho, you're still a resident at University of Tennessee, is that correct? Yes, sir. Good. Born in South Korea, moved to Michigan at age 15, and graduated Andrews University in Michigan, and did a thesis in molecular astrophysics. He then went on to be commissioned in the United States Air Force 2007 and 2013 was honorably discharged with the rank of captain. 2017 went to Mahari Medical Center for his dental degree and now is at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. 
What year are you in, Ryan? So I'm finishing up my PGY three year. Okay. Yeah, I saw that on the internet, and I wasn't sure how current that was. So then we have a Canadian representative, Simon Jong. So I wish I was bilingual, but I'm not. But I'm going to try. Did his DDS at University of Montreal. Did a general practice dentistry residency at Montreal. Oral surgery at Laval, and now is practicing in Chicoutimi. Private practice, right? Pretty good pronunciation. As you know, the topic for today is networking and learning in a surgeon's early career. And that's concentrated on the ICOMS travel scholarships, which you receive. So we talk a little bit about that, try and get as much conversation as we can amongst amongst the members here and give the audio listeners as much information about the scholarship. That's basically our, our main focus Being a scholarship recipient for a trip to ICOMS in Rio is a very special honor. And Matt, can you tell me a little bit about how you felt when you first received the news that you were one of the winners of this? Yes. So I was uh, extremely elated for a multitude of reasons. You know, as I was getting towards the end of my residency, I felt this overwhelming feeling that I wanted to learn more to be as fully prepared for private practice or what we call, quote unquote, the real world. So by being able to travel to an international location and also mingle with international surgeons, I felt it would help kind of make me a more well-rounded and fulfilled surgeon. Um, And obviously at uh, at, uh, my leisure as well, it was nice to know at the end of my four years of residency, I was allowed to go to Brazil for a week, uh, you know, right as I entered into the workforce. So it was a a really glorious time for me. And Ryan, can you add anything to that? Or for example, would you have been able to attend the conference without the benefit of a scholarship? My medical first, um, I was PGY1 uh, towards the end of my intern year when I received the scholarship news and I was thrilled. And I honestly could not have imagined my program um, being able to send me without me um, bringing a copy of email stating that I have, I'm receiving a scholarship. <laughs> so, um, you know, towards the end of my, uh, my intern year, um, it was definitely a, a great feeling to, great opportunity for me to visit uh, such a beautiful city, but not only that, to see and mingle and um, listen to um, very in- internationally well-known um, surgeons and lecturers on various topics was a, an outstanding opportunity. Simon, what about you? I actually had the opportunity of presenting my master's degree research project at the ICOMS in Rio. Um, in our program, I don't know for the others, but uh, we have to present in, a, in a, an annual conference our research project. So I think uh, the ICOMS for me was a pretty big deal because I couldn't uh, have hope for, for more uh, um, sharing my my results and discussing with colleagues from around the world about the um, the topic of uh, corticosteroids in orthognatic surgery. So um, I had a really great opportunity uh, at that meeting for my research. Thank you. ICOMS, wherever it's held, is a unique and special experience. The educational opportunities are extensive, but 
Ryan is a young surgeon. There must be several sessions and presentations which really struck you as, as valuable or pearls of wisdom. Can you share your thoughts on the educational opportunities that you received when when you went to Rio? Or- yeah, so um, it was thrilled and very exciting to um, to find myself in a single building or single location where I'm surrounded by all this um, experience and well-known surgeons who has accomplished so many things. Um, it was really exciting and valuable to be able to sit and listen to lectures provided by very well-known surgeons in a single location. Um, however, I thought it to be extremely valuable and unique to have a conference where hundreds of surgeons around the world in our specialty to come together and share almost 600 researches on oral presentation format, in addition to over 300 researches in a poster format. And that's the volume itself of the amount of researches that was presented uh, was overwhelming, yet very exciting. Um, In my opinion, I think ICOM uh, is the only place where the latest research findings and ideas could be shared and actively discussed in person without any boundaries, any geographical or any any boundaries. And I really couldn't think of any other um, conference um, that such uh, mingling of information and sharing of the latest research, not from a single continent, but around the world, uh, I can't really think of any other place other than ACOM, uh, ICOM, and that was very exciting and, and thrilling for me. It, it certainly is. I mean, you you can get pigeonholed in your own little world, especially when you first start to practice, because you're worried about building your practice, paying off your debts, trying to get hospital privileges, all sorts of things, and you don't really realize that that there are there's a whole world of, of oral surgeons out there that are specializing in any way they can with the resources that they can. And it's this is one way really of, of talking to them and getting that perspective. So uh, anything else that anybody wants to add with respect to to the, the educational opportunities that, that you got there? Simon? I would like to add that during my residency, I had I had the the opportunity of of uh, attending Canadian and American annual meetings, but I really was struck by the quality of the presentations I heard at the ICOMS um, in 2019. It was my first ICOMS meeting, but I think that from now on I won't um, miss any other ICOMS meeting because of the quality of the presentations. And I mean, not only on one topic, but every topic. And the other thing I would add is that we all have our own challenges in our uh, respective practices, as Dr. Doris said. But when we can, when we can speak with uh, people that were trained from all around the world, they all have uh, their knowledge and experience and i think we we can benefit from that because they all solve their their problems with different um solutions but we 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 won't think about those those solutions if we only speak with um for me canadian uh, surgeons so this was really really interesting um having discussions in rio 
you certainly get an international perspective about different things that oral maxillofacial surgeons do around the world. Like there are things they do in Europe that, that we couldn't even, at least in Canada, we, you know, we can't even think about doing, unfortunately. But uh, Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Or Yeah, so I agree with the other two about what they said. Um, I did also present some research there as well on pediatric sedation. So it was great having, uh, you know, international surgeons come up and give some uh, opinions on that. And I treated a fair number of children in my first year of practice. So I, I took those skills that they, they helped uh, educate me on. And then also what I think is really nice is uh, I'm a proud American, but a lot of the literature coming out about implant dentistry and bone grafting and things like that is international based. So it was nice to actually see and hear the people that are doing a lot of the actual research on the ground, which I thought was really nice. And then lastly, what was really important is, you know, when you attend the American meeting, it's a fantastic meeting, but since it's, you know, mostly in the States, a lot of the surgeons are there either getting CE or with their staff and they're a little bit busier. But since the international meeting is a little bit more of a, let's say a vacation attitude, I remember vividly standing next to some guys that are not going to say their names, but very famous and wrote a lot of books. And they're just hanging out and willing to talk to you because they're not really under that scrutiny of being at a American national meeting. So it was really a wonderful opportunity to talk to them in a nice, casual manner. Uh, Mary, over the years, you've been involved extensively on behalf of Amos and the residency programs with uh, the Canadian Association as well and feel very strongly about getting residents involved in the professional organizations, which, which is huge because it's, that's the place to get, to get the start. What are the, some of the outcomes that Amos feels that a young surgeon will gain from a professional and personal standpoint by attending the ICOMS meetings? You know, I think what's really interesting about the scholarships is that they, you know, oftentimes our the OMS residency programs here in the United States don't necessarily have, you know, the resources or the protected time for residents to go to multiple meetings, right? And so I think it's these scholarships really provide the opportunity kind of to what Dr. Green just said, you know, they get an opportunity to, you know, rub elbows and, and talk in, in more intimate and casual circles with you know, renowned surgeons around the world that that opportunity wouldn't necessarily come across, you know, their clinic floor um, throughout their residency. So I really, I think the resident involvement is, is pivotal in these meetings and it provides a really great opportunity to, you know, engage with their colleagues worldwide and learn from them and take some small pearls that they can take back to their residency and share with their co-residents, as well as that they can, you know, take back to their future practices. Um, and I'm a little biased, but I obviously strongly believe in um, organized dentistry and medicine. And so one of my biggest hopes is that when residents go and they take opportunities like these scholarships and, and are provided these opportunities, I should say, um, that they will, you know, it'll, they'll be inspired to potentially give back. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll recall the CAOMS and the AOMS investing in their you know, in their career and in their future, and maybe they'll give back when they get out into practice. I, I totally agree with you. Do you guys have anything to comment on what Mary said? Or I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, but getting involved at a residency stage is, is absolutely amazing. And for your personal careers, I think it's something that's invaluable. And you don't realize this, 
unfortunately, until you've been out practicing for a while. And they say you've been so busy that sometimes that just gets lost. The benefit of international nature of, of the ICOMs is the work done by the organizing committee to help you get to know the local culture, the food and the history. Did you take part in any of the tours or dinners or social events in Rio or sitting on the beach or whatever, trying to fend off the vendors as they were? What sort of social aspects? And I'm kind of asking this as a, as an organizer for Vancouver. What are some of the things that caught your mind that you'd like to see? You can't replicate them, but sort of what should we strive to do in Vancouver that they did in Rio that you particularly liked? Simon? So when I was in Rio, I, ha I had the opportunity of visiting uh, the Sugarloaf Mountain, the Christ, the Redeemer statue, uh, and other major sites with a, a local guide uh, that was explaining social, environmental, and political aspects of the life in Rio, while, of course, admiring the beauty, the beauty of this city. And uh, we also went with the guide uh, at a restaurant serving local food uh, just to immerse ourselves, um, ourselves in uh, Rio's culinary culture. Um, and um, it was really, really interesting having uh, a person from the city talking about his city because we, we, we wouldn't have been able to learn about that city by ourselves or just uh, reading a, a guide that we bought. Um, and finally, we, of course, had time to enjoy the beach because of the seaside location of the of the conference center. And uh, it was uh, really fun um, because there were like uh, mini bars around the, 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 the beach. And uh, I had fun with two of my staff. How about you, Matt? Yeah. In regards to the whole cultural aspect and vacation, I mean, it was probably one of the best vacations I've ever been on my entire life. I mean, uh, the beach was fantastic. And Ryan and I hooked up right when I first arrived. And it was nice because, you know, he's a little bit more adventurous than me. So he was pulling my leg to go out a little bit of my comfort zone. And it was great because we met uh, local residents in oral surgery, actually people that were you know, stationed and based in uh, Brazil. We went out in the local areas where, you know, I didn't know anybody, but Ryan and I just met, you know, the, the locals. It was fantastic. And then, you know, I, I would be remiss not to discuss the actual events that, you know, were put on by the organization. So, you know, it was wonderful in the opening ceremony, seeing, you know, everybody's country was announced and, and uh, you could see how many people were from each place and the different type of aspect with that. And then I remember vividly the cultural night where, There was the traditional dancing and outfits and food that was put on by the organization. And then, you know, it's kind of ironic is there was a whole lecture on emeralds. And I came back and told my now wife about it. And she's like, we should get some emeralds in our wedding ring. So <laughs> that didn't work in my favor. But, uh, you know, it was wonderful. And then, you know, it's fantastic to travel overseas, especially, as I said, like as an American, we kind of get in our little scope of the world and we don't want to kind of get out of our comfort zone. But traveling there alone, it kind of made me realize like I need to get out more. I need to trust others and, you know, see more of the world because otherwise you just stay in your local places in America and you never get out. So it was, it was really great. And at the end of anything, I always say, would I go back? And 100% I would go back to Rio. Yes. Ryan, tell us how that you, uh, you sort of led Matt astray there in the streets of Brazil. 
So just want to reassure everyone that both Matt and I made back safely after our adventures outside our hotel. Um, it, it was great. Um, the different residents from around the world um, coming to present their researches. And I think all three of us who received a scholarship happened to have our own research to present as well. And that's how we start to um, meet, you know, new people. And then some of the um, people that we met at the conference were actually um, residents um, from, from Brazil. So, um, so they, approached, uh, they approached us to see if you want to go out together. And, both, and uh, both Matt and I were, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So we went out, uh, we, we spoke a kind of, um, did a mini tour of the city that we're in. It was, was a lot of fun. Um, and, and some of them, you know, we, we became, um, friends through, you know, Facebook, um, social media, and we still kind of see how they're doing. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's beautiful, I think. And that's the type of relationship that I could foresee, um, building up throughout the career. And it'd be great to see them again in the next, uh, ICOMS meeting and see, you know, um, what has changed and how much we grew since the time we met back, you know, when we were residents. <laughs> So, so I think it was a great opportunity. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how many oral and maxillofacial surgeons there were in Brazil until we got down there. There's a huge, huge number. When you, when you think of the size of the country and you, you look at Canada, and we've got about 400. They've got about 5,000, I think, maybe more. What would you guys say to other oral surgery residents and to encourage them to attend the Vancouver meeting? Ryan, what do you think? Um, ever since I came back from Brazil, I've been talking about the experience I had. And um, I think uh, ICOMS is a very powerful um, platform and probably the only platform where um, someone from our specialty around the world um, comes together and discuss what we do. And you know, there's many different ways to approach the same problem. And it was really nice to, to see that. And I think as uh, somebody who had this opportunity to attend um, such a conference meeting at very early phase of my training, I was basically an intern, um, um, uh, PGY1 resident when I attended, and have opportunity to really broaden um, the, the view, um, not only just because I feel like whenever I attend a local uh, American Association annual meetings, there were a lot of great researchers. However, there were only maybe two, maybe five um, international uh, presenters. And I always wonder what happens outside of the North America. And it was really great opportunity to, to see and, and broaden the perspective. And really in that sense, the earlier um, anyone has opportunity to attend such meeting in their career, I, I, I think it's, it's going to um, help them grow and broaden their perspective. And I'm pretty sure um, if more um, residents and or surgeons from North America begins to attend uh, the ICOMS meeting, I could definitely see a value of us as an organized, um, um, you know, or maxillofacial flow and really diversify. And um, I definitely see the potential and especially the 2023 meetings in Vancouver, which is not far. It's not as hard to travel, you know, from 
North America to Brazil or Hong Kong, you know, which were the previous locations. So I think it's a great opportunity. Simon, what do you think? I totally agree with Ryan about um, the, the possibility to learn from surgeons who were um, trained and have completely different experience and who faced similar challenges, but re resolved them differently than what you would have done. And the, 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 um, the other main reason I would recommend going to uh, the ICOMs for any young surgeons is really, as I said earlier, the quality of and the diversity of the presentations in, is beyond any other meeting I, uh, I could attend before. Matt? Yeah, I agree with the other two. And I, I'm pretty sure when I came back and it was in residency, my, uh, the colleagues two years behind me wanted to go to Scotland very badly. So uh, I think they were hoping to, and they got let down a little bit by COVID. But yeah, everybody wanted to go after they heard my stories of how great it was. Well, that's good. There seemed to be a lot of, uh, or at least you all have done a fair amount of research. Was there enough research in the program from your perspective or a certain type of research? Or what, how, what do you guys think about that? Matt, maybe I'll ask you first. Cause. Yeah, so I would say um, if I had one suggestion, although it is a working vacation, maybe make a couple mandatory, not classes, but organized arrangements or meetings with people that perform research, whether it be international or local or stateside, so that you can kind of pick their brains on how to do research either in residency or post-residency And even maybe now with the digital age, being able to do collaborations via the internet or something like that, where uh, although the meeting was great, I didn't have really a formal way to arrange something like that. So I would suggest maybe something like that. Okay. That's, that's very helpful. All right. Ryan, what do you think? Um, pretty important. Um, Um, discussions that I was basically kind of thinking, so I really don't have anything else to, to add. Okay. Simon? I think I had the opportunity of going to uh, clinical presentations and also research presentations. Um, we also uh, saw the poster presentations in the, the, the main room uh, when we arrived at the ICOMS. So I think that it was really well... Um, organized by the committee but um, I think Matt, uh, Matt is right on the uh, for the residents uh, it could be interesting uh, having uh, discussions about how to perform research during the residency or even after the residency. If you guys had to take one pearl home from that meeting that you think is going to benefit you in your careers is there anything that's sort of stands out or that you might like to add that would, is going to help you through the next three or four years in your career? Uh, I, I really heard for the first time about minimally invasive orthognatic surgery. And um, that's why, that's what I came back with some ideas and shared uh, this with uh, my staff. And now I practice uh, I would say minimally invasive genioplasties, but that's uh, that's a start. Anybody else? Yeah, I would uh, a little bit more say, you know, 
like the samba is about the rhythm. The rainforest has its own kind of noises in the background. Uh, after you get out of residency, you kind of need to listen more and kind of be in an open perspective, whether it to be the patient's complaints or, you know, how they're feeling or even just the practice management or new technology or procedures. Uh, when I was in Brazil, I really fell in love with their music and, and stuff like that. And I still listen to it today. And I think kind of just listen and feel the vibes of what's actually going on. Because a lot of times in life, you can get really stuck into going really hard and fast and not realizing kind of what's going on around you. All right. Mary, I got a question for you. How do you think the exposure to learning and networking with the surgeons outside of the U.S. is going to benefit the whole oral and maxillofacial surgery specialty in in North America? So I I find it very um, rewarding to hear the experiences from these, you know, somewhat still residents or now practicing surgeons, because I think when you think about these opportunities of scholarships, that that's one of the biggest things that I hope that the residents gain is that education and that cultural experience, you know, kind of what has been said already is that, you know, oftentimes I think, you know, the residents in the, in North America potentially are in their own, you know, little in their own world or their own bubble during residency and things are so busy and they're long weeks. And, you know, I mean, the years are short, but the days are long, I would say mostly. And so I think being able to gain those um, educational and those cultural experiences are so vastly important. Um, I think that, you know, whether it's the culture that you fall in love with or the pearls that you can take of some of the education and the research you received, um, I just think the ability to learn from one another throughout the country only um, enhances the innovations that occur um, and new modalities that you can take and, you know, and, and use within your practice. And then really the research, you know, I mean, I'm a little, of course, biased because education and research is my, is my home base, but, you know, to really, um, to the point that was made earlier, when the research is happening outside of your own, you know, your own um, country, it's really great to be able to glean some insights from those surgeons that are, you know, also participating at the meeting. So I really, it, it's just really rewarding to hear your experiences and that they match what the ultimate goal was of the establishment of these scholarships. So um, I just, I think, I, I can't say it enough that I think collaborating um, with colleagues around the world um, really just has extreme benefits for, you know, raising the standards of excellence for the entire specialty. Do you think, Mary, that we're going to get, say, the British Association or the other big associations to to contribute to, to send more students or residents? It, it's definitely worth the conversation. You know, I think we have been... Um, I personally believe that the AOMS has been leaders in some of that. You know, we established a resident organization in, in 1994, and I've just been very fortunate enough to, you know, have started way back then when it was in infancy and to see it grow and to see the value of, you know, the resident involvement and the resident voice and things and having them be um, fully aware of what the specialty has to offer, learning from those that are not on their clinic floor or their faculty at their program or, you know, past residents. So I would really hope so. I I think that these scholarships, while they're not as plentiful as we all would hope that they could be, you know, I would love to give out hundreds of scholarships, um, but I really think it provides a really unique experience um, that they'll take with their their remaining of their career. So I, I, I hope that other organizations would 
you know, to step up and, um, and I encourage them to, you know, seek out the feasibility of it and, and, and have the residents um, get involved. I know that we have been really enriched at the AOMS to have the resident involvement and have them not participate only in their own organization, but on our standing committees and really hear from them. They are the future, right? And for, you know, as we want these organizations to, you know, be, you know, maintained over the years, they are um, very relevant and important components of that. So I, I hope so. Good. I hope so too. Larry, do you have anything to add that from a foundation standpoint, do you? Well, I, the interesting part of this is to listen to the experiences um, that these three individuals had during the ICOMS meeting. I know I've probably been to eight or 10 ICOMS now. I always return with something beneficial um, that I've learned, that I've talked about, um, not necessarily just only in surgery, but also in life um, and how to relate to people, um, the intricacies of different cultures, how that works um, around the world. Um, it, it just uh, a really nice um, networking. And, you know, we all use networking in different ways. And I think that almost is overused. It's more than networking. And that was one of the reasons that, unfortunately, we were unable to have the Glasgow meeting. Um, and it didn't go virtual because ICOMS is an experience, as was said by all of these individuals. ICOMS is a true experience, not just scientific, not just cultural, not it's it's unique, extremely unique above any other meetings. And I've been to a lot of meetings in, in my career, um, but it's extremely unique. And until you've been there, you just don't, don't know that. And I certainly hope that these individuals, these three scholars will help magnify that process. I hope other organizations will listen to this podcast possibly and understand the value and get their trainees involved. You know, our next gen, which is our trainee organization in the IOMS, has become extremely active at this point, and we're looking forward to continuation and hopefully some interaction between, say, the Resident Organization of America and other national organizations, some interaction between the two. I think that's where the synergy of this whole process. I think that sums, sums everything up pretty nicely. Um, it's an amazing program that you've started. The residents are are just great. And to keep that going and with the momentum we've started, I hope it I hope to see more residents in Vancouver. And I thank you everybody for giving your time tonight because it it's an important concept and I'm I'm glad that we've got the enthusiasm and this I hope will resonate throughout the, the podcast. Thank you very much and appreciate your time and we'll see you all in Vancouver. Thank you once again for listening to our celebratory podcast series, the IOMS Foundation, 25 Years and Beyond. We are grateful to all of those who volunteered their time to participate in this series and for their continued support of the IOMS Foundation. I would also like to extend my appreciation to our corporate and foundation partners, KLS Martin Group, the Osteoscience Foundation, and the OMS Foundation for their ongoing support. 
to learn more about the IMS Foundation's programs and opportunities, or to make a gift to the Foundation, visit www.iomsfoundation.org. We look forward to connecting with you soon.